the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. You give us a call. You tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Here at Millburgers, what's going on is people are coming out and buying Christmas trees. <laughs> uh, we're seeing, gosh, just in the past five minutes, I think we've seen three to five trees leave. Uh, that go home with somebody. The Millburger staff will help you out to the car, tie them up right, make sure they've got the... Uh, there goes one out on top of the car. Yep, there it goes. Bye, tree. And by the way, the portion of the proceeds, uh, a portion of the sale of that tree is going to go to benefit the Salvation Army here in San Antonio. They'll be here. We'll have bell ringers here next week as part of the big... Uh, uh, annual open house weekend. We'll have the big kettle. They got a huge kettle that people get into and uh, take pictures for family and stuff like that. People literally get into the Absolutely. kettle. Absolutely, it's that big. I've, so, seen, I've seen pictures have online. They, have you been given a designated site yet? For your <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know where I'm. I'm ringing. They're my ringing and singing. I think is that the uh, is that what I'm doing? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. don't know where? I thought it was off De Zavala. Oh no no no! Last I, year, I thought you meant here. Yeah, days of the, that's the Walmart that. Yeah. They asked me not to come back to after all the singing. <laughs> when when are you doing? Uh, I'll have to find out. I haven't signed up. There goes another tree. Uh, but yeah, I, I have to. I haven't signed up yet. The the, the season kind of snuck up on me. Uh, it's kind of like Thanksgiving, then all of a sudden Christmas is like tomorrow. It seems like. So you better come over to Millburgers and get that tree. Let's I see. I think that's only December first. It yeah. is only December first. It, it just is. feels like it's yeah. It's going to be here very quickly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, come on out to Millburgers. There's lots of fun happening next weekend with uh, the traditional open house, which includes a, a great some great food, caroling, pictures with Santa, rides in the little red choo choo, face painting. Uh, and more, and uh, again, uh, for the food and the face painting, uh, they all they ask is uh, for a donation of your choice to the Salvation Army. So uh, the other one is the Cowboy Christmas, which is the day after, and that's going to be a lot of fun, too, with uh, country western music by the uh, Texas Weather Band, a hot chili. And that oh, chili's that's going to be good. Yeah, provided by, we wait for this each year. Uh, <laughs> the uh, nature's creation, and let's see what else we have. Um, 
We're going to have, oh, the balloon artist will be here. Definitely. Santa will still be here. Oh, that's right. Thank you. <laughs> I don't have to funnel cakes. Uh, Santa. Let's see. They've already got the uh, chocolate wassail. The place to take Chris Christmas pictures. Yeah, you could actually, up. Yeah, you could actually just come roasted corn. You could actually just come today and get some pictures taken. Santa's yeah. not here, but yeah, it's not the same without Santa. No, and Santa Santa does a great job every year. I mean, it's the real Santa, of course. So of course he's going to do a great job. Yeah, and you think if Milton think Milton said with the child. That that would be a, a good substitute for Santa? No. Oh. No. And I've, I've, I've. Would I you say Santa with their child or, or what's that? I've, pet? Pre- I've pretended to be Santa before. Did you? And How I, did that work out? It ends up I start start going the ho ho ho, and <laughs> after a while it sounds like Elvis. It goes from ho 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 to ho ho ho. Merry Christmas, y'all. Yeah, yeah they they had Which me they had Elvis. me beach Santa one time. How did that go? Uh, uh, I, I, I thought I would be able to do obscene things with the lady. What? Uh, dressed up and no no one would know me. Uh-huh. I said the first three words uh, and everybody knew who it was. Uh, so well, that's, that, probably that good. I, that's probably good for everything. Yeah, I, I think so. This is not a Hallmark Christmas show. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to do I used to dress in a Santa suit for new television with. Oh, okay. What was your since you like to do spectacles? And were you getting up in trees dressed as Santa? Yeah, or? doing all that stuff. And we, uh, the prettiest one I ever did was uh, out at Versta Farms as the vegetable grower. Yeah. And they they set me up out in a cauliflower, a field of cauliflower. Oh, so it looked like snow? Yeah, it looked like snow. Oh, that's great. And they they uh, piled uh, broccoli and cabbage and everything that, that they were selling around the, uh, around the stand that I was sitting in. So... Uh, that that was pretty in color. They took a picture of it. Still got it. Well, but, I had uh, collards and kale and uh, Swiss chard. My my. Oh, my Christmas dish, or, Yeah, this is the second um, helping I've had of it. It's really really grown up a storm and really. The collards. Yeah, collards oh. and kale and and Swiss chard. And there goes and another the, tree and another donation to the Salvation Army. And they've still got a good supply of transplants Trans- out here. Uh, it's it's funny. I, I was looking at them coming in, and uh, we talked about that those mixed uh, lettuce bowls that they have, mm-hmm. or containers that they have. And uh, they're getting bigger and getting prettier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the bigger they get... You could you could buy that lettuce and and eat it in a salad tonight. Oh wow! And it's it's that but got some beautiful spinach out there. My spinach is uh, we debated about using it last night, some last night. We yeah. waited, but uh, it's it's ready too. It's it's really responded to this weather. Oh yeah! Quite often spinach is when you first plant it is uh, just you kind of. Slow growth period, but yeah. uh, this is doing doing well, almost as well as it'll, oh, it'll be. Beans. It'll be well bloomed out or well leafed out by the time your first tomatoes ripen. Yeah. <laughs> he's making fun, because, <laughs> but, uh, but I'll just I'm just waiting patiently. My tomatoes have gotten 
golf ball size now. Uh, wow. So I've only it's only going to take 40, 45 more days. <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, uh, so I planted my Crawford reseeding lettuce. Oh, great. I think it's already come up. <laughs> how, do you, how do you know? How do you know? <laughs> Uh, no, not yet. Anything? Any news on yours? No, I just re- replanted. <laughs> oh, you replanted? A new, okay. Got a, a new a bag of seed here from Millburgers that they're giving it to uh, gar- gardeners that visit and ask for yeah, it. Yeah, that's it free. Give yourself a Christmas gift. So <laughs> I, I replanted. I planted in two different sites to make sure I had a, a good opportunity there. Uh, yeah, this is the only place that's giving away yeah. mm-hmm. proper lettuce seed. Other places are selling it for yeah. about fifty or more. Uh, I I got some information on Crawford lettuce seed. Oh, okay. You know, I got uh, uh, Mrs. Cole out of Hondo. Right. Uh, Are you sure, Miss Cole? Wants you to say all this information you're going to say on the air? Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Because, uh, and we talked, Mrs. Cole and I talked last night. Great. And uh, the, the the most interesting part of it, we, we don't realize how many people are listening to our program, Milton, because yesterday at 1.15, okay, at 1.15, I got, I received an email. Yeah, from my buddy uh, Dennis in uh, oh, in Austin. Yeah, what was Dennis uh, saying? And sending? it says <laughs> during that uh, Dennis is, is amazing. That's all. That's the only word you can use. He for must him. have been a reporter either. <laughs> it a, must have been in a past life. Said during during the uh, November thirtieth. 2019 program. So that's yesterday. Uh, Jerry said he had a package of lettuce seed returned to him in the mail. Jerry thought it was addressed to Jerry Heelth. H-E-A-L-H. Oh, wait. I don't give out addresses. Oh, I'm not. Okay, okay. Said, I'm guessing it should be H-E-A-T-H. Oh, Okay. Not H E A L H. And uh the re- the reason he pretty sure that's who it was uh it said on the mail undeliverable. Right. Uh then then he looked in the the obituaries. Oh yeah, cuz she said that somebody had <laughs> died. And Jack Pershing he H E A T.H. of Hondo, Texas, died uh, uh, November 5th. Okay. I I didn't look to see when I sent out the lettuce seed, but, uh, uh, and was, uh, Jack was born on December 1st, 1918. Oh, my gosh. And passed away on Tuesday, November 5th, 2019. Wow. Over 100 years old. Yeah. So, uh, way, to, way to go, Jack. And he missed out on his last... I don't know why I didn't think of looking in the obituaries, Milton. <laughs> well, you, you should have, what you should have done is immediately <laughs> but call Mi- Mi- Mrs. Cole said that, uh, that they, they, he, lo- he loved to plant things around the house. 
and uh, they were anxious to see how he uh, does did with his Crawford letters. No, he didn't receive it. But they, anyway, they need to find out. Um, I'm guessing there are probably studies, but if people who garden tend oh, to have yeah. longer lives, then... And I, I think he listened to our program. Oh, that was nice. So we've lost a listener. Maybe. Oh, dear. We can ill afford to do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, but anyway, I, y'all, y'all throw these gardeners' names out there and, you know, so-and-so. And, oh, she's turning 98 today and <laughs> she's still gardening. And it's like, oh. just, just, Just because you die... <laughs> Don't think we can't track you down. Okay. okay. All right. Because we've got Dennis on the job. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> Don't mess with Dennis. He's amazing. He really is. Uh, the uh, uh, he Dennis also sent me a, a deal. They went on. They went. They uh, he and his wife went on a, a Grand Canyon vacation. And I want to warn people about this. It says, uh, Dennis writes, We spent a a couple of nights at Lost Dutchman State Park just outside of Apache Junction, Arizona. A group of four people were walking past our tent. They stopped to talk to me. They showed me some seeds, uh, nut or nut, that they were collecting in a plastic bag. Jack and a beanstalk. Yeah, they showed they showed me the plant bush that they came from. I spent about an hour collecting some of the nuts in a bag so I could take some home to show them off to others and let them taste it. I gave the bag to Nancy, his wife. About thirty minutes later, I asked her where the bag of nuts that I collected collect oh, no. was. She said she ate them, ate all of them. Oh dear! And and the nuts were uh, jo, uh, jo, jojoba. Oh, jojoba. I think I'm pronouncing it. Jojoba? Right. No, 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 no. J o, j o b a. Oh, okay. And uh, I've read about that nut. Yeah. But what I'm get, what I'm telling you is. Be careful eating. Yeah, eating nuts out of the wild, or eating any berries out of the wild, because some of them are poisonous. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> now this is the the guy that always poo-poo's the toxic plant list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is it edible? Yeah. If you can chew it, it's edible. <laughs> All right. He, just, wow. he, he never, just likes to be the one that says don't or do eat it. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I never have gotten any calls back from those people that uh, ask me if sagebrush is uh, edible. No, oh, they don't call back. <laughs> Forrest got so tired. Forrest Apple got so tired of it, he took the edible plant list off of plantanswer.com. Oh, really? Because, uh, you know, well, there's no good answer. You li- we list all the ones that we know that are not poisonous. Yeah. But then people call call and ask about things that's not on a list. Well, it's, it's such a, a degree and, uh, you know, a variation. You, you can't say things aren't toxic. Yeah. But you you don't want to say it, that it's so toxic that it limits your activity or you don't want to plant it. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Paul Cox was good about that. Uh, 
he used to always talk about these. Uh, he to give people the people toxic uh, <laughs> nuts and, <laughs> and that, hope they ate them. That uh, let's see, I, I one that he, I, was, I think it was an oak that uh, made you made your n- mouth numb. That he'd always uh, get people to eat that. <laughs> but anyway, he he knew what would. What were extremely uh, poisonous, or which are not. Well, and at the funeral, they kept talking about all the people he had given the... Uh, Texas Mountain. Uh, yeah, the Mountain Laurel seeds, yeah. too, and then the one poor guy that... <laughs> ate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he uh, it's supposed to be good luck, uh, the red mountain seed of the Mountain Laurel. Oh, and, really? And he would always uh, give them to people as a good, good luck charm. Huh. And they're neat seeds because they're they never go bad, so to speak, and they and they're beautiful red and uh, and firm. But this person, who was interviewing for the uh, botanical garden uh, superintendent or, or manager, yeah, uh, they brought him down to interview, and Paul gave him a seed. And he he proceeded to eat it, yes. and chew it up. Yeah, not a good idea. They had to take him to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, people uh, are funny. Cool. All right, let's. Uh, you hold but, on to that. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at two one zero three zero eight. 8867 210-308-8867. toll free. 866-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road on 930 AM. The answer. Burgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. It's a pretty Sunday afternoon. Come on out to Millburgers. Get that tree. Uh, they're, they're working the staff here. Uh, every About every minute or every two minutes, we see another tree go out to the parking lot, and that's just for people that are parked in the front. We're not seeing the people that are parked in the back. So, uh, yeah. Not a cloud in the sky. I'm looking. Uh. Nope. It's a beautiful <laughs> Texas blue sky. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, 210-308-8867. And uh, but it's it's going to be pretty like this all week, I think. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. I'll, ch- I'll check the weather. Now, next Thursday, there's a small little, chance of rain. I think a little cooler even tomorrow. Yeah. It was uh, cool. This Well, it's still cool if you're in the, sh- <laughs> in the shade. But right. speaking of uh, citrus, mm-hmm. I heard some somebody on another station mm-hmm. talking to somebody about citrus not fruiting. Uh, he called in and said his citrus tree wasn't, wasn't fruiting. And uh, he, uh, this person told the caller that it was it's probably a pollination problem. No. 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 Citrus is self-fruitful. Oh. Well, this this has been such a terrible year year in terms of the cold, the freezing weather. Yeah. And then that then that 
dry weather. I guess, though, that the uh, the determination was made what kind of fruiting year we were going to have before it even started to get uh, right. hot this summer. So, and it's a uh, it could be shade, and it could be uh, in an alternate bearing year. In other words, it had a lot of fruit last year, and this year it's not not having fruit. Or it could be fertility. Oh. Uh, maybe they haven't been fertilizing it properly. And the freeze. But it's not pollination. And uh, they say the fruit's falling off. This, and Kevin was talking about this has been a bad fruiting year. Hmm. I got this uh, from uh, Mary Nethery. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, that's li- lemons. Yeah, she's got a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> Bushels of, of lemons that she's gotten off. Uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, uh, tw- uh, I still They still have a... Uh, another 12 to 14 dozen to harvest, and I've already given uh, friends many this year. Now, Mary has... They're the lemons. Mary's yeah. satsumas, too, are an example. You want to talk free. about your satsumas? <laughs> yeah, how many do you have? Well, how many did I have? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Maybe about 500 on the tree. You're oh supposed my gosh. to thin those out. Did you thin them out? No. No, sir, because I'm, I'm a greedy girl, and I know the, I know the costs. <laughs> and next they, year, uh, next year I'm why would you thin them out when you can get a big Yeah, a they big, size. Uh, yeah, but nice I tell you size. What, I, I like them smaller, and if there's a bunch of them, they seem to do better as far as the, get this nice tight look. I brought yeah. you one. Yeah. They get a nice tight look on them, and. The other ones in the high up in the tree are always uh, dried out. Oh, no. Right. Yeah, so those don't count, but they're up there. Lack of water. No. It's just the heat. It's very hot on the south side of my oh. house. It, it's And they get sunburned. They get literally leathery. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, but be, be careful, be... Mary, because in our soil actually could be that, that volume of water that's required to go up there and deal with those fruit actually even... You think if I watered more, it would help that? Well, because it seems like the it's sun real just deba- bakes them. It's a real debate on, you know, you'd Everything have to water under- a lot. Yeah, and you know how the clay works is it's either done dry out or it won't take the water. It all distributes yeah. out, and I can't keep it watered. So Yeah. It just you, drives me Your nuts. tree is old. It's big. It's old. not old. It's a young 12. 12-year-old tree. Oh, oh, okay. It's just a little baby. I thought it was a big tree. It well, it's about. It's a baby, and you got a hundred fruit on it. Well, it's about thirteen foot. Oh, okay. But it's a baby. It's only twelve <laughs> years old. It's a, okay, we we'll call it a teenager. That's right? well established. Yeah, so. and I'm trying to get the tan- canopy thicker to shade the fruit. Yeah. But it hasn't quite got the top filled out. So. Yeah. I, and I learned the hard way, you know, to trim it in January or February early, mm-hmm. and not in the middle of the summer where it gets all this new foliage that gets frozen. Right. Right. <laughs> I learned the hard way. Uh, it, it, it was beautiful this year, the way it bloomed in. Yeah. Dr. Larry Stein uh, grows our uh, citrus evaluation plot out of Uvalde at the Uvalde Research and uh, Extension Center. And uh, he has to water them. 
And uh, he had a hell of a time keeping them watered because they were in a severe drought out there. But uh, he, he was flood, that, he flood irrigating them yeah, at least he, once a week. And he actually has some soil. Yeah. Compared yeah, to, yeah. to probably what Mary has. Oh, no, I have deep Do you have black land. Soil? I'm in the black oh, land. Black I, it, it actually works against me in the heat of the summer like we had because the, the surrounding clay soil is so dry, it wicks it off. And I, it's like I never even watered it, you know. Yeah. So I have to water, and then if I do too much, it splits the fruit. Yeah, and, right. And it's so sad, Milton, that she only gets 500 of these. Yeah, delicious. These satsumas. Which variety is that? It's a Okitsuwazi satsuma. Okay. Okitsu. That's what I like to say. It's, it's very sweet. delicious. Yeah, it really it is very good. It has enough of that mandarin flavor I like yeah. without being overwhelming. And then, and then there's... Milton's creation. <laughs> I don't think he let it stay there long enough, did he? Oh, yeah. People are always asking uh, uh, when they're ripe. You know, when they're when they're gonna when they're ripening. I've eaten them green because they're sweet. Yeah, and uh, the citrus uh, ripens uh, theoretically ripens uh, just as it begins to turn orange. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, when did you start picking your first fruit? Uh, as soon as I could. Um, yeah. As soon as I could. It was it green. It had I some t- green would, on I it. I see a blush on it, and I taste it. Some were sweet. Some were still tart. Yeah. So I waited longer. You, you told that, me to wait longer last time I brought you fruit. Yeah. Well, well that's a bunch practical, though, because a lot of times it's feast or famine. You end up with 500 pieces of fruit at the same time. If you can use it over four months instead of just one well, month, yeah, I, you get it, a lot more use out of it. If it was the holidays, I'd have time to peel them and, and throw them in the freezer for making stuff out of later. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like a little lazy on that one. <laughs> and there yeah, goes they, another tree. They, they do good when you freeze them like that. and then uh, You can actually freeze them I whole like the, and then do the segments. Yeah. Easily peel off the membrane if you I like to. I like to eat them... Uh, just as it began to thaw, they're crunchy. Yeah, that's really good. I uh, like that too. When you take they're them weird. Out of the oh, okay. They're weird, aren't they? They're eating those frozen sesame. Oh, you're okay. <laughs> okay. Don't be eating that. Uh, I, I love the yeah. I love the way he's puckered up. Uh, yeah. While he's now, eating that. now you need another Okitsuwazi chaser for that. Yeah, it tastes a little different than the. Uh, yeah, sweet. I eat any more of this fruit, I'll, I'll be pretty regular for the rest. Of oh, good. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Thanks, Mary. Thank thanks for guys. stopping by. Thanks for the fruit. You're welcome. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Uh, Calvin says in his uh, column yesterday in the This Week in the Garden, there is still time to spread wildflower seed. Oh, good. You seed varieties uh, uh, like Coreopsis, poppies, blue bonnets, bee balm, phlox, blue curl, salvia, coccinia, sunflower. Wait a minute. They're going to freeze. Mine don't freeze. Sunflowers, though? Come back. Well, 
Well, all those naturalized sunflowers come back. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, you're talking about garden sunflowers? Yeah. No, yeah, these I'm talking about the annual sunflowers, the okay. wild ones. And other selections that are well adapted for central Texas air. That cox, that uh, salvia. Coxinia. Gosh, they look nice now. Yeah. That bright red blooms. Spread the seed on the sites where it can make contact with the soil and full sun. Uh, then uh, we got a, a question about uh, a blue bonnet. It said, uh, are blue bonnets deer resistant? Now, uh, <laughs> we debated that. Yeah, I, I planted them, or we planted them over at uh, Forest Appleton's place in the Hollywood Park. And uh, the interesting thing about it is some years they eat them and some years they won't eat them. Strange. <laughs> so I, I don't know what, you, what you'd say. Uh, well, you'd have to, you'd have to say uh, that the, the deer, some years they eat them and some years yeah. they don't. <laughs> for, for Apple, oh, my gosh. Good Lord. Thank you. Forrest Appleton uh, writes back that... Uh, they're somewhat deer resistant, but not deer proof. They're not a favorite deer food, probably. Yeah, I guess that depends on how hungry your deer are. I recommend that you plant the seed, as deer, at least in my neighborhood, are very adept at finding newly installed plants, and will certainly give them a try. <laughs> uh, blue bonnet plants uh, do not die back in the winter. They just don't grow very much, overwintering as a small rosette and then growing to their mature size in the early spring. Uh, March would be here. We have blue bonnet transplants um, available in blue, and we're waiting on the red, white, and blue blue bonnet yeah. transplants, which uh, should be in a week or two. Oh, good. Uh, but if you, I, I, I got bad news. The, uh, <laughs> I was looking at the new wild seed farms. Uh, dot com catalog yeah. yesterday, and uh, when I came to uh, 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 Alamo Fire, or the red maroon blue bonnet, no longer available. Oh That's no! Right. That's right. Did you see that too? No, I didn't. I didn't look at it. <laughs> it said, uh, "I don't." Yeah, it said not available. Did huh. you? Did you? you because we lost. Four or five crops yeah. in a row. You didn't see any of the blue curls. I didn't look for them. Oh, okay. But uh, speaking of wild seed farms, they're having a twenty percent off your entire order through tomorrow at midnight. Uh, if you order online, and they come, seed. they come fast. And in my experience, they're they're always. Uh, fertile. I mean, they all. They oh are, yeah. They always germinate. They're new seed. Yeah. They don't sell old right. seed. And, and uh, you can get the mix, mix uh, for the Texas area. What is it? The Oklahoma Texas mix. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or you can get the individual seeds. If you do go there, look for the look for that blue curl. 
That's one that uh, hum- hummingbirds and butterflies love in early spring. Yeah. 20% off the entire order through tomorrow night. Uh, use the discount code CYB19. CYB19. And uh, check that out if you want to order some seed. And we've got some seed here at Millburgers, hey, yeah. too. I haven't looked on the rack to see what's there. But, uh, like I said, uh, if you want maroon blue bonnets this year, or red maroon, uh, you'll have to wait till our red, white, and blue blue bonnet promotion uh, come, occurs in about a week or ten days. I'll have to check on those uh, maybe tomorrow. But... Uh, that they're only going to be available in in transplant form, which uh, far says the deer might uh, take a liking to. Oh. Now it doesn't matter if they st- step on, stomp on, but uh, when they start eating them, that's a different thing. So if you were going to plant red, white, and blues uh, transplants, uh, I would. Uh, Hit them with deer proof. That deer proof, the, the thing that keeps the deer off of them. Liquid mm-hmm. fence. A liquid, liquid fence. Yeah. Now, if you if they're if they're not interested in them, um, there's a lot of other things out there right now that are just growing. Yeah. All, all the winter weeds are up. That's true. Yeah. I just it looked like uh, watching the deer uh, out there browsing compared to. What they had to go through this summer, really, really was kind yeah. of a, a neat difference. There's and a, and don't forget to shoot the deer for the food bank, right, Milton? It's, 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 legal to, it's legal to shoot them anywhere if if you're shooting them for the food bank. I, I think that uh, you'll have to have Dennis uh, <laughs> research that. I do not think it's legal to shoot them anywhere. Is that right? I can just, somebody is yeah. going to be arrested and they're going to say, Dr. Parsons? I like Calvin's quote. He said, uh, I was talking about shooting them out the bathroom window. Yeah. So they wouldn't hear the gun sh- go off. Oh. And uh, Calvin said, yeah, they'll take the deer to the food bank and take you to yeah, jail. Exactly. Uh, same trip. That's a Calvin quote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery. 1604 on Boulevardie Road. And more Christmas trees. Oh, my goodness. Folks are coming in to buy their Christmas trees today. Oh, there's your little rosemary trees. Oh, yeah. At 9.30 a.m., the answer. Where the treetops glisten and children listen to hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. If you haven't marked your calendar yet, mark it. December 7th, December 8th is Millburgers annual open house weekend for Christmas, and it contains two great days of two different activities that are both a lot of fun. Saturday, December 7th is Millburgers traditional open house with all kinds of fun. First off, Santa's going to be there from 11 till 3, so it's a great opportunity for you to take family fun photos. There's free hot chocolate, wassail, popcorn, 
roasted corn for just a donation to the Salvation Army, and for a donation to the Salvation Army, face painting from 11 to 3. Enjoy the sweet Adelines as they carol throughout the nursery and ride the little red choo-choo from 11 to 3. Then on Sunday, it's the cowboy tradition with the little red choo-choo, roasted corn, funnel cakes, hot chocolate wassail, hot chili from nature's creation from 11 till the pot runs dry, the Texas weather band, a balloon artist, and come by and see Santa again from 11 to 3 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Shemaya back at the station, spinning the tunes, and he's got a Christmas theme going today as we come back to... Uh, and we got Christmas? Yeah, he's already going. playing Christmas stuff, which is great. <laughs> it's time. Hey, you talked about the weather. Let me give you the uh, weather forecast. Today, sunny, high near 67. I don't know what the temperature is. Oh, 61 now. <laughs> uh, tonight, mostly clear with a low around 39. Whoa. That's getting cold. Yeah, north wind around 5 miles per hour, so... Yeah, that's going to be chilly. Uh, tomorrow's high near 66. Tomorrow night, clear, low around 42. Uh-huh. Then Tuesday, sunny near 72. That'd be nice. High near high on Tuesday night, partly cloudy, low around 47. So low to mid-70s during the week after uh, Monday. And, uh, yeah, the... the uh, lows range from 47 to 51. So Does not, it go to the next weekend? Uh, no, a Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 69. So it'll be That's nice. when we're having a party. That'll be good. <laughs> That'll be a nice temperature. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, Kevin, in uh, this week in the garden writes... Recycle the leaves from trees. From, from from trees, they can be used for mulch or in the compost pile. It also works to let them decompose on the lawn as an organic material source. Mow them to increase the speed of decomposition. And then Neil Sperry gets a uh, <clears throat> question in. Said, should I be afraid to use pecan leaves in my compost pile? I've heard that the tannins in them will kill my plants. I've been, we've been wrestling with this, <laughs> with this question ever since I got here. Before I started answering ornamental questions, and uh, that's been forty-five years ago. Uh, and people were always worried about the pecan, putting pecan leaves in their in their garden. Black walnut up in the yeah in the north. Yes, black walnut. Now, yeah. the, now they're they've got uh, they do a fairly the, good job of yeah weeding around. I mean, weeding yeah. around their root systems. They've actually got a chemical yeah. called juglans, uh, which is the genus of the of that tree. Yeah. But pecans and don't have that. So what that what people have done 
uh, is transpose that information from walnuts to pecans. But uh, that we don't have to be worried about that. Uh, I had uh, somebody uh, reaction to the uh, that statement in the column. Uh, their their uh, uh, homeowner association didn't. They generally they said they have a rule that you have to rake your leaves up, and uh, so there was a big bit of a controversy about because the. It's in, in recycling, yeah. environmentally more appropriate to leave, to use them, and so they their compromise was, and I didn't I don't know the uh, I didn't check out the the uh, homeowner association, but their compromise was according to the reader that they'd cl- still have to collect the leaves, but they can give them to the. Uh, City of San Antonio recycling. Oh, you know okay. you got that. They got the green, the green uh, barrels that you can put the leaves in, and uh, all all other kinds of uh, organic. Um, yeah, but still, still you end up having to rake the leaves. <laughs> uh. I would rake my leaves, Milton, exactly. if you had me. And they every year, same thing. I've got a red oak in the backyard. Yeah, and uh, it's full of leaves. It hasn't started dropping yet. It's so weird. But then it drops all its leaves, and uh, I get ready to go out and rake it, and the next day or so, it's gone. They, yeah. All the leaves are gone. You've got a self-cleaning lawn. Yeah. It's the damnedest thing I ever saw. Yeah, I don't have I, a, I just a can't neighbor. Figure, I just can't figure Woo. it out. Yeah, they got a problem over there. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got, we've and they don't even have red oaks. Oh, that is weird. <laughs> yeah. We've got a lot of readers uh, based, I mean, our uh, listeners, too, based on the observations that we've heard from them. The red oaks are so, really variation. I see that. Oh, no, yeah. I got three red oaks. One of them looks like it's never going to drop any leaves. And one of them has started to, the fringes and little yeah. browning. Yep. And there's one that's uh, just got good fall color and oh, great. dropping them, everything. But it just, it's hard to believe they're the same species. Oh, yeah. Uh, they differ from uh, plant to plant. They're all grown from acorns, and uh, which means they have uh, genetic diversity. So the um, all, something all sat- individuals. Something satisfying too about mowing the uh, leaves. The leaves, yeah. You kind of you leave these trails of green underneath them, and you just then you're done. I don't know. I liked it. It just. I've got people in my neighborhood that just have gotten used. They. Even if you talk to them <laughs> about raking leaves, or it's almost like it's an unconscious uh, thing yeah. they do. And a lot of them are from, like, there's one young family, and they were big trees in their lot. They raked them all, and I mean, there's fifty bags. Oh yeah. my gosh! You have to use those paper bags, right? Yeah, you can put them in your um, organic. Yeah, but not fifty bags. No, yeah, I mean that, that'll be a long trip. Yeah, a long trip. I mean, for us, for us gardeners, it's a dream come true. They put them in those paper bags, oh, rake them, do. put them in a paper bag, put them out by the by the uh, uh, for road, and all you got to do is go by and pick them up. If you got a pickup truck. Yeah. Yeah, we. You, uh, there's several of us in our neighborhood that do. Oh, they're going. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, we used to, uh, I don't know if it's still as, as uh, prevalent as it used to be. I don't think it is. Uh, but uh, we, we had people that had uh, gooseneck trailers that would go to oh. these different neighborhoods and pick up fleas huh. to put in their compost pile. And those those are those are oak leaves too, so uh, tannins. And they don't have <laughs> uh, neorites. Uh, you'll hear that about pecans, walnuts, and oaks, among other plants. Uh, but uh, if you're grinding up your pecan leaves with the mower before you put them in the compost. They're going to decay very rapidly, and any oils will quickly dissipate. Hey. And and so, uh, and people say, well, you never see uh, see plants growing well under oak trees. Uh, well, the the deal is the shade, you shade it out. It's oh. it's not uh, a chemical reaction. I was thinking too, too and. In terms of my experiences, the pecan leaves seem to be the ones that decompose the qu- the quickest. They're yeah, just, right. I mean, they're fast. They get school. I guess which, which is not a not a good benefit. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I think part you, of it must be the shape and yeah, but they uh, uh, they decompose rapidly. Uh, well, we were answering this question many many years ago. And uh, somebody told me, said, you need to go down and talk to some of those gardeners on the south side where those big pecan trees are, by, by the, sort of by the river. And uh, some of those gardeners have been gardening around there 50 to 60 years, and that's all they use in their, in their garden is pecan leaves. So if it had a toxic chemical in it, uh, it put them out of business. So uh, that uh, now Neil threw walnuts in there with pecans and oaks, uh, which could be a problem because of that jugglings. I always think of uh, it's it's so rare to see a walnut tree. Well, that's true too. It's got yeah. very many leaves, or uh, yeah, that's very thick like that. I mean, they're they're really not foliage producers. The ones in the wild are those little, little black walnuts. Yeah, runs the ones around the little bitty ones, yeah. not the English walnut that uh, we all used to, or the Persian walnut. But uh, uh, they do secrete a product that can uh, kill plants. It's a, it's almost like a hormonal, hormonal uh, reaction to that uh, jugglings. But anyway. Uh, moving on. So don't worry. Don't so, be afraid to use your leaves. Yeah, use them. Lots of cho- just make a choice. And uh, if you don't want to use them, just uh, uh, let your some of the, your gardeners in your neighborhood know that you're they're they're available and they'll just like yeah they'll find a home. Yeah, yeah. Just like Jerry said, <laughs> there's a number of, number of us that uh, use those leaves for mulch or compost or. Uh, and as far as too many on the lo- lawn that people worry about sometimes, uh, if you can, if you mow it, and you can see the grass blades through the leaves or through the shredded leaves, you're okay. Yeah. 
Now, that may be different over, say, East Texas, College Station, maybe even Dallas, where they have lots of leaf drop. And it, it could, uh, it could uh, shade out the grass and also cause it to uh, have some uh, rots uh, if, it rain, if it's a rainy season. So, but down here, this, uh, it's often been said that this soil down here eats organic material. Yeah, we're one big compost pile. Yeah, yeah. So uh, shred them down uh, if you got some. Think I ought to put out a call for leaves or something so I can have some in my uh, yard. I feel guilty about that. I this. bet you do. <laughs> and the, sa- the thing about it is... Somebody might say, well, they blow against the fence uh, and pile up next to the fence. Which they can. That's snow. Uh, Yeah, like snow. But uh, I have had a little of that in my yard. But they disappear over over a few months. Huh. He's going to find out that somebody for 50 years is Uh. coming into his (laughs) head. Save it. Pulling his lead unappreciative. There you go. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Trees, trees, trees. Yeah, uh, we are seeing lots of trees move out. I guess now is the season. Thanksgiving's over. Everybody's coming out to buy their trees. We've seen the little topiary trees, which... By the way, are on sale here at Mill Burgers. The live Christmas trees are. The li- yeah, two little boys uh, had yeah, a little tree each. Yeah, they're uh, gonna put in their room probably. Yeah, we were we were asking Trace about that yesterday, so they must have gotten them in. Yeah, well, I don't know where they were, <laughs> but yeah, we'll have to he kinda... said he had a few in. Yeah, but, well, uh, he had that. They they were rosemary, but they they also had some neat little uh, Arizona cypress. So yeah, yeah, little bigger. And uh, rosemary, but uh, a lot of variation. You can get what you want if you come here at the and get what? one of the live trees. <laughs> my my column uh, is that the oh that's this that's yesterday that talks about live yeah, Christmas trees. Right. Yeah. So if you want more information, just uh, and in fact, I was trying to think of it. Uh, I guess it wouldn't be archived yet. No. I sent it, but I don't. Oh, good. Okay. Well, he might have put it up. The neat thing, we're talking about Calvin's articles that have been archived through, what do we say, 2013 or a long time ago (laughs) on plantanswers.com. And uh, they're by date. They've got titles and dates. So uh, you can go down to uh, December and uh, of, of those various years that are archived in there. And probably and, there is an article on yeah. <laughs> every other year. Yeah, right, year. yeah, right. Well, let's talk about today's article in just a second, uh, or this weekend's article. Okay. And Christmas cheese right after this. We're going to get you caught up with the news. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We're broadcasting live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. You can tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. 
Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Mark Peterson is up here on the porch with and us. And he's raving about something. Oh, he is. He's, that's Whoa. okay. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that would there not we. have been a good thing. So, uh, all these years it's lasted. So, the computer so even off. foresters get all excited Oh, he's about fuming, Matt. Uh, no. Uh, the, 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 the steam is coming I out. I know. He can't contain himself. So Hi, everyone. Hi, Mark. What's going on? <laughs> What's your issue? My issue was, uh, and and I asked, and you had already talked about it well, yesterday. We can talk but... about it again because you're upset. <sighs> we just want to help you through your being upset. I just, there was a certain horticultural expert in the newspaper that compared uh, a beloved sycamore to <laughs> things like willows and mimosas and fruitless mulberries. Couldn't believe it. And the ashes. And ashes, I know. <laughs> there's, there's some ashes which are okay. Yeah. But sycamore, there are, there's American sycamore and Mexican sycamore. And Mexican sycamore is the one we recommend this area. And okay. It doesn't have. Which is here at Millburgers. Yeah, Island. that's what I'd say. Which is one, which was sold, and it is uh, one of the CPS Energy cool. um, trees. So, uh, highly recommended. Doesn't get the lace bugs. What else does he say? He doesn't get the anthracnose. Uh, and you can tell by the the Mexican for the American with the fuzz on the bottom the of the fu- leaf. The white fuzz on the bottom of the leaf. Okay. So, uh, and they tend to they they tend to keep their leaves a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, and come out first in the summer, and, uh, in the springtime. And why do you like them so much? The good because they don't have the problems that. Generally, American sycamores have, which is indeed anthracnose. And um, down here, especially, they tend to lose their leaves in August because of the lace bugs. Well, American or the Mexican sycamore doesn't do that; doesn't lose their leaves because of the white fuzz underneath (laughs) leaves. So the lace bugs can't get at them and and uh, and start sucking on them. So now, when people go into a nursery like Millburgers. An excellent and they, locally owned nursery. And like they, they look, they look at nice uh, those trees that are labeled Mexican sycamores. They need to check if, the undersides. If they don't, if they don't have fuzz on the underside, yeah. Well, would you, they just would you advise right. them? Would you advise them not to grow? Get them, Bob. Unless they live in a Mississippi river bottom, then that's where <laughs> no, they grow. No, but here's an issue, too. In, in the winter winter time, if I remember right, they drop their leaves. So how do you tell them if they're a, a Mexican sycamore in the wintertime at the nursery? You just... <laughs> no, no. What I, it, without hubris, <laughs> I can tell. Mm. There's a slight color uh, difference in the bark. Uh, both exfoliate, but one's a little bit more tan and one's a little bit more green underneath the bark. And the good news is you got you probably uh, trees that are in the nursery. You probably get a month or extra. Well, one. I think Trace puts the right 
I think yeah, you're right. the, the right tags on them. So, uh, are they all? If I had a choice, of course. Are they all seedlings? Are, are they, they all I, Mexican sycamore grown from seed? No, I believe they're. You know what? I don't know. Okay. I just um, I, did, I, did I think, just wondered if you would have I'm a seedling I'm, I'm variation. thinking they would do it uh, like they do a lot of cuttings. Uh, cuttings. Yeah. yeah. Um, but t- t- that'd be the safest way to do it. Another question I had is: I know you love uh, Mexican sycamores. Tell us why that's a desirable. T- folks that are thinking about getting shade trees now, why? Why does that? And. Uh, it, it, it will do well anywhere in this area, but I think a little bit better inside uh, the loops, uh, particularly 410. I think it would do better with a little bit more more soil. Um, I always like to show people there was some um, at the old entrance of the uh, or old exit of the uh, botanical gardens. Uh, I guess that was the entrance, too, was the carriage house. Um, and they had trees there which were... 25, 30 feet tall, yeah. and I just tell people, you know, how old do you think those are? <laughs> uh, you know, 20, 30 years. I don't know. They're 15. <laughs> yeah, because uh, fast Mexican <laughs> sycamore is an extremely fast grower. So it's one of my you know, top three. If you want a fast-growing tree with minimum maintenance problems, is Monterey oak, Mexican sycamore, and Montezuma cypress, probably. Now, you have a, some maintenance of those big leaves you got to rake, don't you? Or what do you do? <laughs> Weren't you just talking about that yeah, we, when I pulled up? We yeah. were. We were. <laughs> so you're going to have to put a third mowing on those big uh, right. yeah, okay. Just like magnolias or loquats. You're going to have to mow them once, mow them the other way, mow them a third time. And they fit your Mexican sycamore, uh, a, a great, great addition to a low water use landscape, too, right? Right. And so uh, they're very xeric, but you know what? Uh, They'll need a little bit more water than, say, live oaks yeah, or, they got or juniper. Yeah, big leaf, okay. I guess. You showed up a week early. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I was going to come. I was going to okay. end with that. All right. That's going to be the tease. Okay. <laughs> Do you you remember those? Uh, the first first Mexican sycamores I ever saw was over there at the, I guess, at the exit at the zoo. Uh, they had a, a kind of a grove of them down yeah. there. Yeah, uh, or, or yeah, I, no, that was, was it. Paul it's, Cox plant yeah. those? Uh, no, plant Tony, 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 think, Tony, Tony, Tony Posick did that. Uh, yeah, it's right in the little grassy yeah. area, right by the old, kind of by the gorilla area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those they're are still, old they're, and yeah. big. Monarch. Yeah, very big. Well, you just saw, I just saw a monarch go by. <laughs> no slow. Anyway, anyway, that's all I had a rant about was okay. the, the sick That's one. good. That's good. But, but uh, we're going to chase with the tease. Are here. they cold? Are they cold sensitive? No. Mexican sycamore and American sycamore are yeah. equally as cold tolerant. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We we, we have well, in terms of Mexican sycamore here at the nursery. We, we would only do Mexican sycamore. Yeah, but how many? I mean, yes. we got a lot. Uh, got. I know there's some larger ones, but uh, small stuff won't get restocked until after the Christmas trees leave. So there are some here. There but might the, be one or two. Uh, there'll be more through the. Oh yeah. Later once, in the once, winter. Once yeah. We, well, once we hit end of January, we'd be stocked up on trees. So again. here at Melbourne's, there just you don't. There wouldn't be any American sycamore. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't do it in the first place. Y'all don't sell American? Sycamore? No, sir. It's good. 
There you go. There you go. So the, ta- the tags would be correct. That's all that be So did your psychological uh, uh, allowance for Mark work? I mean, you gave M- M- Milton, you gave him an opportunity to vent his uh, frustration? No. <laughs> I feel much better now. Milton has been eating too many uh, grapefruits and satsuma. <laughs> oh, I forgot that system here. No, no, the tease is there will be a guest host yeah. next week. Oh, okay. So do we know who this is? Yes, we do. Oh, good. Does he like Mexican sycamore? Yes, he does. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I see. Hey, since we got Mark here and since uh, you were going to talk about it, can he stay here a second and talk about the uh, uh, living Christmas trees? And what's that? You know both. Yeah, I was say. No. <laughs> you want to be a part of it? I'll let you. Not- oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I don't blame you. Yeah, so you're going to talk about Calvin's article. Week as well. that'll be yeah, that'll be good. You know, um, that was an excellent article by Calvin. It was. Um, did, you got it there, Andy? He didn't uh, He didn't talk about uh, Leyland Cypress, did he? No. No, you did. I don't care. I uh, hear too many, too much about Leyland Cypress not surviving. I, 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 yeah. just, they look pretty. Yeah, for about They're very pretty looking. They don't survive. No, oh lord! I, you're probably I, I right. Get, I, I should have put it on my list. You put your brother list. Said they don't survive. Yeah, uh, we yeah, did. We give, did mention five that years. Afghan mm. pine don't plant yeah. that, and we mentioned. Well, now you can plant them for our folks out living in Del Rio and, okay. and a little bit further. Um, it's a great tree. Mentioned uh, Virginia pine and other and loblollies. Yeah, that's pretty much. They don't last. I, I think Mike Walshide still does Virginia pine. Uh, but that's we had we had a Christmas tree grower that did yeah. a fair, pretty fair job with Virginia, yeah. pine. but uh, it's not. It's probably something we wouldn't uh, I expect like, to survive. Yeah. Our last uh, I like what you mentioned. I think just when I was walking up the uh, Arizona cypress. Yeah, the, I, I, did you see those little ones? Yeah, no, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm fixing to go look. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I've always liked them, particularly now they have. You can get all shapes. You can get a more open form, and you get more of a tighter canopy. So, um, another thing you do, um, Mark, help us too on uh, Italian stone pine and Japanese uh, black pine. Uh, uh, what happens to what? They're sheared when we see them. What happens? Right. To them well, that was. Uh, I thought the first time I ever saw a sheared Italian stone pine. A couple weeks after Christmas, I thought it was diseased. Because uh, all of a sudden it had what is its normal length <laughs> of, of 12 inch needles coming out. And I thought it was it had been given some kind of weird growth hormone or something like that. But uh, uh, and you mentioned locations where you can see them. The classic location where we used to be able to see them was all on Fort Sam Houston. These large umbrella shaped pine trees with the needles. Uh, Eight to twelve inches long, so and big, big long pine. Kind cones. of round. Yeah. Where, well, well, it's, it's flat. Now, whereas that's how I tell the Aleppo's, it's rounded shape or oval, and Japanese black very similar to to the Aleppo's. They're they're kind of rounded shape. Now, well, the, the Aleppo's I remember from the uh, Air Force Base Kelly. Mm-hmm. When we did that tree inventory. Tree, tree study years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was years and years ago. But 
they all they always struck me as a traditional look like a you know straight hole uh, and a wide wide open yeah and they and they tend to have it's a slightly um, lighter green color uh, or it's, Japanese black tends to be uh, a darker green color uh, and a little bit more twisted on the trunk uh, they're a little shorter we're, we're kind of at the extreme range for Japanese black so this is for for folks that uh, have trouble finding a conifer. We get a lot of people that say, what conifer can we grow? And it's hard to find one. Of course, the Arizona cypress is great. Mm-hmm. But uh, some of these uh, living Christmas trees, too, do a pretty good job. And we would expect them to uh, survive well in the landscape. I still have my, I mentioned that Diodor cedar that's about <laughs> 20 feet tall. I don't remember how oh, many years. Oh, it's just ago. a baby. Yeah, I don't remember how many years. Uh, and then I have an Arizona Cypress that's uh, just the same, the same height. If, for those, and we do have a lot of people coming in to San Antonio from other parts of the country, um, uh, and they want pines because uh, I get a lot of questions on the Garden Geek on that. Uh, so, Bruce Spruce. <laughs> they want you know that. I can hit you over here. Uh, they yeah, want they want that. Uh, <laughs> no, we recommend the, uh, most often I recommend uh, Aleppo Pine. Because it will stay somewhat in bounds, whereas a Deardor cedar or Italian stone pine, albeit it grows very slow, um, they will get very large. But we don't worry about the Deardor cedar anymore uh, uh, freezing the tip because of global warming. You there know, you Mike? go. <laughs> so, so for those who remember, uh, when was it? When, when, when did I move down here? 83, yeah. 85, 87. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had problems with Deodor Cedar. And uh, well, I would go, what? You know. Took the tops it, out. It grows in the Himalayas. <laughs> well, the problem is, uh, in the Himalayas, doesn't get uh, temperature drops of uh, 50 degrees in 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. What so. always struck me, though, in my neighborhood, we had several. It still was an attractive tree, even when it had uh, that tip dive back. Yeah. Yeah. You'd come, you know, somebody, Edder or somebody would come and cut it out, and there would be, be a great-looking shade tree still. Yeah. Well, not a shade tree, but a ornamental. The weeping. Yeah. So it is It is a lovely tree. I, I think uh, Deodore, from an aesthetic standpoint, would be better in the hill country with that weepy look and that um, Kerrville, Comfort, Bernie. Cool. Everybody, right. yeah, everybody's got an opinion, now. Everybody does have an opinion. Different, yeah. But I've the, heard, the, I've heard that expression. They're kind of like Stop it. elbows. Two, elbows, <laughs> exactly. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Good news is, Milton, that we have a lot of choices here. All yeah. those, almost all the, everything we talked about is available here as a live Christmas tree. Yeah. And you can take advantage of, uh, well, I don't know, Mark. I guess they, they are, uh, well, the Arizona Cypress is on the the uh, CPS list. And uh, I don't know who, I don't know if any of the others are on that CPS. Yeah, so uh, the CPS list is is directed towards shade trees. That's the whole important. Yeah. So uh, it may have slipped in. I haven't looked at that CPS energy uh, tree list in many years, even though 
without too much hubris. Mm-hmm. You did. I have, I have, I have, we, uh, we always blame you. We uh, always bring. Uh, yeah, I think Anakwa. Mark approved that one. What yeah. was that? Mark, where'd that come from? All right, cool. Uh, so, yeah, good and bad. Good and bad. <laughs> cool. All right, we ready to take a break? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We'll be. Are you ready, Mark? He usually doesn't ask me. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, I just, you look so surprised. All right, we'll be back in a moment. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. I'm Milton Glick along with uh, Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Mark Peterson's been with, visiting with us. We appreciate that. He may or may not tune in next week be the, the surprise guest. Uh, if he, yeah, you may have been able to figure it out. But, yeah, that'll be nice. So we'll take a break and come back in a moment on 930 a.m., The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. If you haven't marked your calendar yet, mark it. December 7th, December 8th is Millburgers annual open house weekend for Christmas, and it contains two great days of two different activities that are both a lot of fun. Saturday, December 7th is Millburgers traditional open house with all kinds of fun. First off, Santa's going to be there from 11 till 3, so it's a great opportunity for you to take family fun photos. There's free hot chocolate, wassail, popcorn, rose. Roasted corn for just a donation to the Salvation Army and for a donation to the Salvation Army. Face painting from 11 to 3. Enjoy the sweet Adelines as they carol throughout the nursery and ride the little red choo-choo from 11 to 3. Then on Sunday, it's the cowboy tradition with the little red choo-choo, roasted corn, funnel cakes, hot chocolate wassail, hot chili from nature's creation from 11 till the pot runs dry, the Texas weather band, a balloon artist, and come by and see Santa again from 11 11 to 3 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. And this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me. Yeah. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, talking gardening with you. Give us a call at 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. All right, what you got over there? Uh, we're we're getting uh, the leaves are falling and from the oak trees, so now and people are getting upset about those little balls on the bottom of the leaves. The galls, the galls of people. Yeah, <laughs> we got a question. The leaves are falling off my live oak and they have tan. Fuzzy ball-shaped growths on the backs of the leaves. On their live oaks. Yeah. Is this a disease? If so, how do you treat the tree to stop the disease? Is there a proactive treatment once this bug is gone? What damage is occurring to my trees? That should be the first question, probably. <laughs> what damage? None, well, really. Yeah. It's just uh, that's uh, trees that live with that don't seem to be affected in the long term by it. No. It's a, it's a, they're just making their little homes, uh, little insects, uh, stinging the leaf and uh, causing it to uh, form those galls. I think you could have some fungal galls too, but yeah, same thing. They're not 
in w in which they uh, lay their eggs, and they're young. If you look at those uh, little galls, actually, after the leaf falls off, you see that most of them have a little hole in them. Yeah, where the where the uh, where the baby is left home, Milton. Oh. And, and and there's really no no control. And if I re, if I remember if I remember right, uh, a lot of those uh, wasps are beneficial wasps that are hatched. Oh, okay, yeah, could that be. Are hatched. Yeah, I don't remember if all, I don't think necessarily all of them are, but uh, they they'll feed on other insects that are a threat to the plant. These uh, forest rats, these are only harmless but may cause the leaves to fall earlier than normal. And that's where people get upset. It seems that every leaf has got a gall on it. And, and, but and, don't worry about it. It, also, it, it can also uh, appear on small twigs rather than just on a leaf. And if you got the galls, if there's a lot of wind, they, they sometimes, right. sometimes they're the ones that... Leaves that fall and the branches break. But don't worry, it's just. Uh, and and the interesting thing to me about it is, some trees will have a lot of galls on the leaves, where the tree next to it, maybe even adjoining it, uh, won't have any galls on. Hmm. Huh. So there's something in the chemical makeup of that tree that. Uh, that the gall that the gall laying insects lie, and it's it's kind of the same. We talk about the, each of those trees as a individual because they're grown from seed, but it's the same thing. You can have those adjacent trees. One of them drops the leaves, and the other one doesn't right. drop the leaves for three weeks later. You know, yeah. just a, uh, so hmm. don't don't worry about it. Find something else to worry about, Milton. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can I can manage that. Okay. Uh, the uh, we were talking about the the butterflies. We we just saw a monarch here, so one of the lingering uh, butterflies. But the uh, butterflies in San Antonio area will fly twelve months out of the year. If you got a cold weather, they kind of hide out a little bit. But uh, there's always a few, and so. You can uh, you've got uh, some nectar flower nectar plants in your landscape. You'll uh, make it more hospitable for them. Uh, stocks are good. Uh, Dianthus is good. Uh, Calandula, they all work. They all work well. Alyssum, alyssum is a favorite of the bees and the uh, butterflies too. So uh, have a few of those. Uh, they'll even go to pansies. Uh, and uh, to get some nectar too, so have a few blooms uh, out and about. And if you got a you know cut flower garden, of course, uh, snapdragons and pans uh, and stocks and calendulas are great cut flowers. All right, Glenn is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Glenn, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Okay, how are y'all doing? Good. What's going on? Oh, just uh, enjoying the uh, summer-like weather out here. The bees are out. So had a quick question on pecan trees. So I've got a few out here in the sandy land, 
and uh, which they don't do really well. And I always get enough pecans to make a pecan pie or two. But this last year, <clears throat> there are quite a few small pecans, you know, about the size of a, a racer, pencil eraser, yep. but, but thinner. And then I, I literally did not raise a single pecan nut because they all got little bitty tiny holes about, oh, I don't know, a millimeter or so in size. I was examining <clears throat> the little nuts because they started drying up and falling off. And, I mean, ever, it's like I've got, oh, like five pecan trees. And, like I said, it, you know, they normally don't produce that many a sack of pecans, but, uh, but it, they produce zero because this little insect, like, bore the hole. Yeah, that. Every little bitty green, I don't know what it was. Oh, uh, they, uh, uh. The hole, the hole that toward the bottom of the of the nutlet, what would be the nutlet? Yeah, yeah. Just well, I, I mean, I I think I noticed them at the time, just in the side of yeah, each, right. little, each little nutlet. Yeah. And how big is the, is the uh, nutlets with those? Uh, is it? They is are it, uh, maybe maybe a half inch long, and you know, an eighth of an inch. Uh, in diameter or something. I mean, really small. Maybe okay. That that sounds like a case bear, a case bear uh, insect, which uh, comes comes out in the spring around yeah. Mother's Day. Okay. And uh, some years you'll have a, a big case bear damage problem, and some years you won't have hardly have any. Now, the uh, did you did you have some regular size pecans on there, as well as the ones that were damaged? No, I mean whatever these insects were, they literally killed ever ever pecan nut. Every ever, nut on there. Was this ever, ever. Th- this like year said, or last year? This year. This year. This spring. And like I said, these pecan trees are fairly young. You know, there's some of them. The biggest one I got is probably twenty feet tall, but then some of them are ten feet tall. But, and they would yeah. put on, you know, like a gallon of, let's say, a gallon bucket of pecans or whatever. But uh, for whatever would reason. Weather, would that weather be one of the contributors, too, to that? Wouldn't have the hole in there. Well, if it no, was yeah, the and they, they, well, if they, they literally, I thought it was going to be like, oh, look, this, there's a, this, they're just loaded with these little, you know, the little nuts. I thought that's going to be a good year. And then. You know, a couple of a month later, let's say I went and checked them, and they hadn't grown any. And I'm looking at them, and they're dried. Most of them are gone, and then the ones that I examined had this little hole in the side of the. That's case bear. Yeah, no doubt about it. Because I was I was thinking of if the size, uh, you know, if that if the weather limited the number of nuts and the size, the insect could come. Be, be a factor in there later, but yeah, yeah. So what what you want to do next next year, since you seem to be uh, overrun by case bearer insect, uh, about around Mother's Day, okay. uh, you want to spray uh, with an insecticide. Okay. And uh, you you can get the pecan spray schedule off of uh, plantanswers.com. Okay. All right. So just so is is that like do you think that is that after the so I don't know what they call the little fuzzy 
flour that a pecan puts on, and then eventually the little nut that shows up there. So it's right. after after that's dried and fallen, or no, it's a, first? like I like I said, it's it's general in this area. Uh, it's around Mother's Day. Okay. They they used to put out traps. Uh, Gus Persian over at uh, Seguin and and. Uh, I think Dr. Stein put out some traps sometime. But uh, they would trap the adults uh, and then know when to spray. When they, when they trapped adults, they would spray. And uh, after, after about 20 years, we found out it's all, it's all about around Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Okay, That's very May, good. What, right? what do they look like? Do they look like little flies or... The, yeah, the the case bear itself is is a sp- kind of a small beetle. Okay. With a long oh. long proboscis on there, Milton. Yeah. So. But that yeah. uh, they they are they are very damaging when they're in high numbers, and they sound like you've got a lot of numbers on there. They pl- they put out the first spray around Mother's Day. And then I think they wait 42 days and then put out the same spray again. Are you in a situation where... second-generation yeah. case spray. Are you in a situation where you can spray? Yeah, I, I can. I, I raise bees, so I'm always careful about what I spray. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. the bees shouldn't be on the pecans. No. No, but you'll be surprised. You know, have you ever heard of bees working uh, live oak acorns? No. Well, they, I can promise you they do. My, uh, I've got a lot of large, well, I've got several live oaks, but in my front yard, I got a large old live oak. You know, obviously puts on, puts on yeah. uh, acorns. And when they put on the like the new acorns, the bee will work the will work the area where the nut touches the, I don't know what you, the shield of the acorn or whatever that it sets in. Yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, the first time I ever noticed it, I was under this, and there's nothing else there, just this live oak tree. I'm under this tree and I can hear the bees, and I'm always <laughs> I'm always looking for swarms because they do that occasionally. So I'm thinking, well, there's a swarm, and and then I started noticing that, that the bees were landing on the acorns and working that edge, and I've I, and since then, and that's been years ago. Since then, uh, it, it's it's every year uh, you, you, you'll notice it. it, it okay. You look for it. So I I had never seen that, but of course it might be because <clears throat> there's nothing else out here for them. So. Uh, yeah. The well, they can't eat a grass well you, you just you just want to apply your nut, uh, your uh, spray, your spray for the spray. pecans late okay. in the evening or early, the very early in the morning. Gotcha. All right. All right. I'll All right. Good luck. That. That'll work. Yeah, look up, that. look any, up that any, spray any, schedule. Any, all right, and any specific spray uh, that you just, I mean, it's I think that, I think I think they're uh, recommending Malathion now. Oh, okay. That's all, all right. that's left now. Yeah, we used to use a product called uh, Zolone. Okay. Was that, was that right? I don't remember that. <laughs> but uh, they, well, they're taking that liquid, off the market. They've got so I'm, I'm liquid pretty. seven. You can still buy liquid, or you buy liquid seven, and, you know, it goes on a hose-in sprayer. Uh, right. Yeah, something like that, I guess, would work. I think that would work, too. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. Okay, thanks for calling. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right, 210-308-8867. Let's take this break to uh, 
Actually, take a break. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. We'll be right back after this on 930 a.m. The answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. If you haven't marked your calendar yet, mark it. December 7th, December 8th is Millburgers' annual open house weekend for Christmas, and it contains two great days of two different activities that are both a lot of fun. Saturday, December 7th, is Millburgers' traditional open house with all kinds of fun. First off, Santa's going to be there from 11 till 3, so it's a great opportunity for you to take family fun photos. There's free hot chocolate, wassail, popcorn, roasted corn for just a donation to the Salvation Army, and for a donation to the Salvation Army, face painting from 11 to 3. Enjoy the sweet Adelines as they carol throughout the nursery and ride the little red choo-choo from 11 to 3. Then on Sunday. It's the cowboy tradition with the little red choo-choo, roasted corn, funnel cakes, hot chocolate wassail, hot chili from nature's creation from 11 till the pot runs dry, the Texas weather band, a balloon artist, and come by and see Santa again from 11 to 3 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons on a beautiful day. We're here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road, and we're talking gardening with you. Just give us a call. Like we were t- talking with Glenn about his pecan tree. What's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Well, you know, we're watching these the Christmas trees go out. Yeah, boy, people are coming in to get and, them today. Uh, I, 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 it brings to mind they recycle Christmas trees here after Christmas. Yeah, let me see if the info's on the web on that yet. And the interesting thing about that is... The trees look as good yeah. when they're bringing them back. That's true. As they did when they took them out. It's so it's so different than then you thirty should, years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. and I think it has a lot to do with the way they handle the tree yeah. and those wonderful rebar stands that they have. Yeah, maybe it's not the same everywhere, but I'm yeah. we're spoiled here with milk. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, they they look nice. That seems a shame. Well, I guess it's not a shame as long as they're recycled there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the the organic material gets reused. We used to, uh, a lot of places used to use them for erosion control and oh, yeah. the, uh, ravines sure and things. Mm. And, yeah, they'd, Christmas trees, you can yeah. ta- tangle them together and they make a pretty good uh, uh, air, way to slow down the runoff from an area. Right. So uh, look to MillburgerNursery.com for more information about the return policy because, okay. yeah, it is a, it's a great way to do it. Um, and uh, also when you go to MillburgerNursery.com, you'll find 
uh, some of the items that are on sale this week. We haven't talked about them much because we talked about the event next week. But uh, this week, uh, Christmas Cactus is on sale, the 4, 6, and 8-inch hanging baskets. Uh, well, 4 to 6-inch pots and the 8-inch hanging baskets are 20% off. Uh, living grown container, living container grown Christmas trees shaped for Christmas are twenty percent off. A cyclamen are still on sale in the four and a half inch pot for four eighty eight. Camellias are for sale. Well, no, actually they're on sale. And the three gallon <laughs> uh, bud and bloom, three gallon size in bud and bloom, uh, twenty four eighty eight. Not ten bucks off. Yeah, it's a good price. And then the uh, Nature's Creation organic potting soil. Is on sale too for uh, regularly eleven ninety nine now eight eighty eight. I've always liked those camellias. They're yeah, it's uh, they're described as beautiful winter blooming evergreen with dark green foliage. Ascending, single, semi double, and double flowered in pink, white, and red. I've never seen a red one. Hmm. Uh, excellent container plant in sh- semi-shady areas. Uh, there used to be a lot more camellias grown around San Antonio. I tell, I've told the story that uh, that uh, Dr. Uh, Robert uh, Bob Durs, who was the first county extension horticulturist uh, in the area. And wrote for the Express, wrote where your column is. He called it Down to Earth. That was the name of the column. And uh, he he wanted to make, or uh, uh, was promoting making San Antonio the camellia capital of Texas. Oh, wow, really? Because we have, have uh, such temperate weather. And... Uh, uh, I found some old articles that he wrote. But uh, Trace and I were talking about the, the camellias that they've got for sale now. He says there's uh, early-blooming camellias mm-hmm. and late-blooming camellias, which I didn't know about. But these that they have for sale have buds on them already, which are going to bloom, and uh, they're early-blooming camellias. So uh, that's really a good way. That what I like—I guess what I like about them so much is that they bloom in the winter. You know, they're they're attractive. Yeah. Uh, really so, pretty flowers in the winter. So if somebody got some. Uh, what what do they have to do in terms of cold protection? I don't. <laughs> I think they're cold hardy, uh, except maybe for the flower buds. Uh, what has been the problem before, before is that they uh, is that they uh, get ready to bud and bloom in the, in uh, in the winter, and we have a hard freeze, which we normally have around Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, that takes the buds off. But I don't think it kills the plants. We'd have to ask Trace if these are they're, they're winter blooming evergreens, so uh, they must they're not they're they must be cold hardy at least in in San Antonio. The uh, hey, oh, I've seen some pretty ones in Del Rio too. 
I, I take it they're an acid-loving plant. Yeah, I think so. So we don't grow them in our soil. Yeah. Uh, you do better to put them in morning sun, afternoon shade. They're kind of like an azalea. But I don't think they're as sensitive to uh, alkaline soils as azaleas are. Okay. But hey. uh, uh, these camellias are three-gallon three size in bud and bloom regularly. Regularly $35, now uh, $25. All right, Bert's on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Bert, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, great, just listening to you guys. And, you know, I, I like the name of that column, Down to Earth, because I was a paratrooper, and that's usually our motto once we exit oh. the aircraft. But yeah, camellias. I, I grew up in Louisiana in New Orleans, and they they seem they are a, a very hardy evergreen shrub. And I was right. like they uh, just lose the flower buds. They have such a pleasant aroma as well. Oh well, I, I didn't know that. I keep thinking yes. of Camellia Grill. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've eaten there a few in times. In Louisiana, in New Orleans, yeah, yeah right. in New Orleans. Yep. So my question is. Um, I got uh, I picked up from y'all around Easter time uh, a purple passion flower vine. Now it did real well. I bought two. One died within two weeks. I don't know what. They're both the same thing. The other one just I put it on the porch and it just took over everything. But I know it's a I know it's a perennial. So how far do I have to cut it back to take it and put it inside for over the winter just in case it gets. Is it, is it a pa- is it a passion vine? Yes, it is. Is it purple That's or it. red? It's purple. It's purple. Now, I, I think they're hardy, aren't they? Yeah, they Kelly? don't. Yeah, we generally don't protect them in the winter time. No. Oh, okay. I didn't. I know it's a perennial. I just didn't want to lose it in case we had a, 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 no, a real snap. I, I don't yeah, think they freeze. Yeah. The the complaint is, of course, that they're they're quite an aggressive plant. Yeah. I like Not, that. I like, it. like it a grape a of, Yeah, it provided a lot of shade, and of the flowers were spectacular. Yeah, they are. Butterflies uh, love them. Those, uh, oh, there's a species of butterflies. That's the only place they'll lay their eggs. No. Okay. And the flower, uh, flowers are a good nectar source. Now, I got, you, got the, you, you got the best one, that purple one. It blooms a lot more than the red does, and even did, though the red were. is mighty pretty. Yep. So, uh, but I could leave a Norfolk Island pine outside all winter long, correct? I don't know about that. No. Oh. That, no, that that one. <laughs> let's see. I don't. I was thinking. I don't know if it's forty degrees. Thirty-two will damage it. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Generally, they have to put those in a. Oh. Uh, greenhouse type situation yeah. or a courtyard. To have them survive. My mother in Tennessee used to grow that uh, North of Island vine as a uh, Christmas tree. Used it as a Christmas uh-huh. tree. She put uh, red birds, uh, stuffed red birds uh, on it and uh, <laughs> decorated it real pretty. And, and it did good as a house plant. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much it. That's what I, my questions were. Just uh, make sure. So I'll leave the vine, go on its own merry way. And I'll uh, I'll figure a way to make like a little a little greenhouse enclosure on my balcony for the, the pine. Cause it's okay. a little big. Good luck. It's a little. 
It's in a five-gallon pot, but it's a little big to be moving in and out and such like that. Yeah, now you can cut that uh, patching vine back. You know, I mean, if it if it got out of bound, you can trim it back like a grape, like a grapevine. All right, I'll do that. Yeah, because I'm just, uh, I mean, like it did what everything that, that I wanted it to do. It just it bloomed a lot, and it was nice and green. It's still nice and green. Although I think the cold, the cooler weather has stopped it from uh, setting out any buds. Oh yeah, yeah, it'll shut it down in the in the winter. In the spring, it'll send up uh, new roofs. Uh, yeah, stems from all, all, <laughs> from all the roots. Along the, yeah. Okay, well that's great. That's a benefit, right? And so, but well, uh, some people think it's not not that big of a benefit. <laughs> It's well, aggressive. I monitor, monitor all in containers, and I learned that when I grew up oh, okay. uh, putting, a, when I plant mint. I plant mint in the ground, but I put it inside a container so it can't root spread. There you go. So, well, you guys all have right. a wonderful day. I'm about Thank to get out calling. to the park. You're welcome. Talk to you all later. Bye. No, Bye. thanks, Bert. So, oh, Bert? Yeah. Okay. So you've eaten at Camellia Grill before? Yes, I have several times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was always nice, you know. It was just everybody thought it was for all the rich and stuff. Like, no, you find everybody from all walks of life in that grill. Yeah, it was a great place. You sit, sit at the bar and. Uh, well, we're talking past tense. Is it out of business? No, I, don't th- I think it's still in business. No, it's still open. They, they well, reopened it up after anymore. Katrina. Yeah, so, Bert uh, and I are gone. So, <laughs> that, that it's just not the same. Not the same. Thanks, Bert. Take care now. Bye now. You too. All right. 210-308-8867. Hey, we had somebody who couldn't stay on the line. They wanted to know, um, let's see, oh, uh, about uh, when is a good time to propagate various acorns? You generally want to get the acorns off of the tree. I mean... (laughs) Take them from the tree. Oh, oh, okay. Rather than rather than let them fall get, oh, fall on the ground, because okay. the ones that fall on the ground generally have weevils in them. I've, oh, Jerry has got a kind of a. Even if you have to pick them up off the ground, uh, you brought up that uh, last time about the uh, put them in a bucket. Yeah, of water. yeah. Float them. Yeah, if, the, if they float, toss Throw them, them away. If they sink, then that's a that's a good that's chance they'll germinate. Yeah. Oh, okay. And when do you do it? Do you do it right after you? Yeah, you don't need to uh, stratify them. Put them in a refrigerator okay. uh, on the white oaks. So uh, you can you can plant them right away. I was going to say, is this like a Malcolm thing where this is when nature plants them? Yeah. Yeah, the squirrels and everybody. You can plant them right away. Okay. And is it the ra- the red oaks that take? Uh, they germinate different different. Which one is one of them have to have a stratification? Yeah, sit in the soil so, for a while. Yeah, uh, the the white oak types uh, germinate pretty fast. Now we we get quite a, of course we don't have uh, many white oak. We got one bur oak in our yeah. Oh, uh, and then a lacy oak, but uh, we got red oak seedlings coming up all over. Yeah, right. And so. So even the red oak, so I think it would be uh, just go ahead and plant all the acorns, and yeah. then some will come up relatively some quickly, and some of them won't be. And if you if the the the, the pro- only problem you might have planting them now is they may come up, 
German sprout pretty fast. Oh wow! And uh, suffered coal damage, the oh. seedling. So if you want to avoid that, you can uh, take your acorns that uh, sink in the water and uh, uh, put them in a in the refrigerator and keep them to plant them in the spring. Okay. Do you plant them in like little one gallons? Or yeah. You plant yeah. them right in the ground. Or? Plant them one gallons. Yeah. Okay. Better. Wasn't there something about a taproot that they? Yeah, they put out a taproot first, and then uh, you'll see the top come up. Okay. And so as soon as they reach the bottom of the one gallon container, they, the taproot. Yeah. Okay. That's better to do that. Okay. But a lot of people grow them in containers all the time. Oh wow. Okay. Um. I want to mention. Yes. Uh, we need a drum roll. That <laughs> that uh, they our own. Congratulations to our own David Rodriguez. Wow. For having been selected to receive the 2019 Vice Chancellor's Award in Excellence for Extension County Agent. Wow. Why do we wait until the end of the show? <laughs> yeah, listen to the crowd. They are excited oh, about this. <laughs> the Vice Chancellor's Award in Excellence is the highest employee award given by Texas A&M AgriLife. Goodness. So uh, uh, we're proud of David. And if you want to hear more from David. Yes, how? Uh, you can plan to attend the Essentials of Gardening class on Monday, December the 16th, 2019, uh, from 12 to 3 p.m. We have uh, the first presentation is by Claudette Rogers. Oh, Claudette. Claudette Rogers. I've known her. Some, some, I've heard of her name somewhere. Yeah, like maybe here. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. How to properly care and maintain your holiday treasures. Uh-huh. And then the second presentation will be none other than David Rodriguez. And he'll be talking about uh, 2019 is almost gone. What should you do to get ready in your in your yard, beds, and landscaping for 220? 2020. Do you think David's still humble now that he's won this award? I doubt it. Well, he, went, he wasn't humble before. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I guess And so. remember, remember, according to Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, yes. if it grows, he knows. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, for more information on that, you can go to gardeningvolunteers.org, gardeningvolunteers.org, and you'll find all the information on the uh, the upcoming event. When was I guess it's still the third Tuesday? No. Yeah. It's well, that's uh, our Monday. Monday, 16th of December. Oh. Did they so shuffle? Yeah, they move it forward. They so move it forward? I think. For Christmas, because of yeah. Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. All right. And hey, tomorrow. I've got to hurry. I'm running out of time. i got 30 seconds. Tomorrow, my son, Jeremy. Yeah. Parsons is going to be picking and singing on uh, Good Day San Antonio. Oh, my goodness. Channel right. 5, Ken's TV. All right. We'll have to watch that. That's cool. Yeah. All right. He's going to be doing Christmas carols? 
Yeah, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> all right, we're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks very much to Shemaya for doing a great job getting all your calls on the air. And, of course, thanks to you for listening. We're back here next Saturday and Sunday. Why don't you join us? Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, you go to MillbergerNursery.com to learn about all the activities. Come take pictures with Santa. Enjoy some great food. Get your Christmas trees. And have a good time here at Millburgers next Saturday and Sunday. I'm Milton Glick saying goodbye for today. Join us next week for Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.